0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, from wherever you're listening to me from. This is Aunt Joseph in my moments with God. It's been a while, but here we are. So today I am going to be speaking about living beyond your pain. Can pain define you? Can you find meaning in your pain? Does pain sometimes even make sense? Every one of us doesn't like pain. Everybody wants to be in in that happy moment in your life. You want things to be peaceful, things to be joyful. You don't want anything being shaken. We just want to have stability in life. But the reality is because in God, we have to consistently grow into maturity. We will always have those moments that shake our boats. We'll have those tummy moments We will have those moments like the disciples where the storm is so heavy and you're asking Jesus to help you and he's sleeping, he's at rest. And he's not worried about anything because he knows he's God. And the disciples should also know that he's God. So everything is going to be okay. And sometimes in pain, we are supposed to have a sense of settling a sense of peace a sense of rest to know that in spite of what's happening what's surrounding you eventually things will come around why will they come around because you have god in your life who is king who is lord who the earth and all its fullness belongs to him the god who is victorious the god who rose again on that day the god who says in his word that the same power that raised jesus from the dead is well able to give life to your mortal body so that power is still existent in your life to just move and change things for your sake and for your good let me share a little bit about the story of joseph everyone has read the story of joseph but today we are going to look at how joseph was able to process the pain he went through and what was it that made god to keep saying and the lord was with joseph and everything he did he prospered." and remember joseph was in pain he had actually suffered two categories of pain one was being sold by his brothers the second one was when the wife of potiphar accused him of wanting to sexually assault her so he was thrown in in prison so there are these two categories so the brothers of joseph didn't like him didn't like the vision he shared didn't like that he was his father's favorite so they were about to kill him but then they decided um, let's just sell him so they sold him and so joseph ends up being in egypt and so you can imagine i always tell people you have to read the bible while putting your mind and your emotions in it let's bring it home imagine your siblings selling you off like they completely hate you they completely don't like you and they sell you off and they don't care and they actually lie to your parents or your father that you literally died can you can you process that pain can you imagine that pain so there he goes and so he's sold and so he goes to egypt and so you can imagine the pain he was going through you can imagine the sadness the disappointment but then god had it all planned for him then the second pain is when now because the Bible says that Joseph was handsome, Joseph was good-looking. And so the wife of Potiphar again accuses him and is thrown to prison. But every time you read Joseph's stories, you find it saying, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor everywhere in everything he did. Everything he did, the Lord made it prosper. When he was thrown in prison he was actually put in charge, and the person there never got to worry about anything because the bible says that the keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under joseph's authority because the lord was with him and whatever he did the lord made it prosper now the question that i keep asking myself is What was so different about Joseph that you don't see him complaining about his pain, being angry, having outbursts. Because if he was having all these, then the aspect of the Lord was with him wouldn't be consistently mentioned. There was something very unique about his heart that he did not allow his pain to interfere with the aspect of his good heart. And sometimes when you're going through pain, through difficult moments, it can be grief, it can be loss. If you're not careful, or maybe it's it's a divorce, maybe it's a breakup, maybe it's a relationship that didn't work, didn't work. So if you're not careful, these situations might penetrate deeply in your heart and interfere. And actually damage your heart if they are not well handled and that's why sometimes you hear people probably you're in a relationship and it didn't work so you generalize everyone if you're a woman you'd say all men are the same if you're a man you'd say all women are the same if it's a divorce case you'd say our marriage is a scam I will never get married again if it's somebody who hurt you maybe in a job or you were working maybe under narcissist you'll say i don't want to ever work with particular people again because pain can penetrate into your heart until it damages and changes the way you view life but it doesn't have to get to that extent because what you need to do when you're going through these difficult moments because we are not going to deny that Joseph was going through a difficult time because he was. Because I remember there was a time Pharaoh had this dream that he needed someone to interpret it, and the person in prison asked, told Joseph about this dream. And then Joseph, in one of the scriptures, says when he's about to interpret the dream, he tells the butler, But remember, we, when it is well with you. And please show kindness to me. Make mention of me to Pharaoh and get me out of this house. He didn't want to be there. It was painful, it's hard. And this is what he says For indeed I was stolen away from the land of the Hebrews. And also, I have done nothing here that they should put me into the prison, into the dungeon. I think mean, Joseph is literally saying, I am not even supposed to be here it's an an unfair treatment but of course you remember the first time the butler didn't remember him he actually remembered him later and the thing is guys i will tell you what helps you process pain better number one complaining when you're going through pain sets your heart up to become bitter and angry When you're going through a difficult time that has pushed your emotions to the wall, learn how to take breathers. Step back and ask God to give you rest. Ask God to give your soul rest. Because if that rest is not there, you will begin to complain. You'll begin to be bitter. You'll begin to be angry. Because once you begin to complain, you set up your heart to begin to complain and to be angry and to be bitter. So what's going to happen, the words you speak, the things you do begin to be negative and begin to work against you. The Bible says that the tongue, your tongue, the words you speak have power. There's so much power in the words you speak and people forget that. Even when I take you back to the story of creation, The Lord spoke and it came into existence. So every word you speak, depending with the environment or the spirit you're speaking them from, they are well able to come into existence. So if you begin to say, oh, I am nothing, or I hate this life, or I would rather be dead, those are the things that will begin to take place in your life so to avoid the negativity fighting you back you need to come to a place of stillness and restrain from complaining because when you don't complain you give god the opportunity to do like he did with joseph the lord begins to be with you and whatever you do it prospers because when your heart is in a good place is in a place of positivity, is in a place of gratitude instead of complaining, is in a place of contentment. You give God the space to do what He needs to do. If it's to heal your heart, He heals it. It's to give you the perspective of what is happening in your life. He gives you that perspective. If it's to give you grace, if it's to give you the strength you need, He gives you that but when you begin to complain, you begin to be be abusive, you begin to fight back, chances of you healing will be longer and will be less. I will take us back during the elections, during this time, most of us were very hurt, and most of us don't know that we had three categories of hurt in this nation. Some were hurt by the former president, some were hurt by our prime minister losing the elections, and some were hurt that the current president, you know, won, and he was not their choice. So you see, we have these categories that most of us are hurting. Then what happened, some began to say, we are children of a lesser God, which is not true. And so, because people were not being able to take it in and to process it well, there was abuse in the air, there was complaining in the air. And you know what complaining also does? It blurs your sight from seeing the best of anything. You see, guys, we always have a choice in everything that happens around us. Joseph would have chosen to complain. But then he would have missed out on the opportunity of becoming the leader in Egypt. God was in the process of working with him. The fact that God was with him was proof enough to Joseph that you don't have to complain in this pain. I am here. I am in control and I know what I'm doing. It's the same thing with our nation right now. There are people who have embraced everything And they're beginning to see the positivity of it and saying, under this administration, God will bless me and God is with me. My business will prosper. I will have job opportunities. I will have good networks. I will have good relationships. They have chosen to live beyond the pain of the loss they experienced. But then we have another category that are still complaining and their complaining has Come into a place of bitterness and anger and abusing each other, and so they have chosen to stay in that mud. But there are others who have chosen, We lost, it was painful, but we have chosen to process this because we know God is with us. And that is how sometimes we need to process pain in our lives, and that is how I've also personally learned how to process pain in my life. I have had losses, I have had to work for bad bosses i have had you know rejection i have had not very friendly relationships but i refuse to allow these pains to define me for example if i had a bad man that crossed me badly and maybe costed me maybe just the relationship didn't work well i personally refuse to say that all men are bad it's if i do that i'm denying myself an opportunity to love again and to experience a good love that will come my way so i process that pain by believing that god is with me and whatever i do as i continue it will prosper god will heal me god will bring me good love and so that's the case so the question is how do you process your pain can you be able to come out of a place of complaining so that you don't have to sabotage yourself in anger and bitterness and lose good amazing opportunities that are just in front of you the second part is to learn obedience through the things that we suffer in hebrews 5 8 it says though he was a son it talks about jesus though he was a son Yet he learned obedience through the things which he suffered. How do you learn disobedience? It's by doing what is right. No matter how much your emotions are pushing you to the wall. You can imagine Jesus. He was betrayed by Judas. He was denied by Peter. He was crucified. And they chose Barnabas over him. But when you look at Jesus' life, which he's teaching us by example, he chose to love, he chose not to abuse. Can you remember that time when Peter cut the ear of one of the guys who had come to pick Jesus? Jesus returned the ear because he was just teaching that you don't deal with things like that. And so you have to learn how to be obedient as you're suffering. Do what is right through the grace of God. Be kind, be merciful. You know, keep slander away from you, keep gossip away from you. In spite of how deep people have hurt you, let God handle it. I believe God is the best vindicator ever. And the reason why he vindicates the best and how he comes in to vindicate for you the best is when you give him the space to do so one of the things i love love doing in my life that i have had to practice over and over until i got it is the aspect of silence silence is such a great great good weapon but for you to have this trait of silence you got to learn how to push your emotions back because remember we are human So when people hurt us, when people push you to the wall, it's normal for emotions to come up and want to fight back. But you can have self-control. The Bible says, I've not given you a spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind. It's an aspect of self-control. I've given you self-control. So you are able to push back and be quiet and be silent silence has a way of allowing you to think through the issue because when you react when you push things in the wrong way it will always work against you at some point in your life and this is how sometimes we lose opportunities i always tell people whatever you write on facebook it never forgets and so you may write something right now in your space of anger in your space of you know these are my rights you know you may abuse even leaders and then one day you walk into an interview and they pull out your facebook because it never forgets and you lose a very very good opportunity that's why i always say you need to take care of what you write and what you say but the reason why you wrote it's because of the emotions that were pushing you and pushing you to vent it out and you are not able to control it so you need to learn how that aspect of self control you know there's a verse that i really love every time i'm about to do a silly thing or i'm about to react to something which is in john 6 63 which is which says it is the spirit who gives life the flesh profits nothing every time i remember that when i'm about to maybe when I'm about to get angry maybe when I'm about to talk about something I don't like I remember you see that negative action you are doing or taking it will profit you nothing so when you're about to write something on Facebook that is not good it will profit you nothing when you are about to be abusive when you mistreat others when you don't want to be kind Remember, it will profit you nothing. That is how I personally process things in my life. So, especially because for me, my job has always entailed dealing with people. So, when I'm about to do something to someone, I'm like, this will profit me nothing. It's the Spirit that gives life. So, anything I do that is right, that is led by the Spirit, it gives me life. Anything that I do opposite that, it profits me nothing so today my question to you is are you able to live beyond your pain first by refusing to complain secondly by learning obedience through the things you suffer and thirdly remembering the flesh profits you nothing every pain comes to molders and shapers. at the end of it all the bible says in romans that god works all things for our good. Because we are called according to his purpose. He works everything out for good. So the pain may look messy, the things may look messy, but he works out everything for our good. Do not allow the pain to lead you to anger, to bitterness, to lead you to disobedience, to lead you to profit nothing. You got to profit well by the grace of God from every pain. Joseph eventually was crowned there. I mean, the Prince of Egypt, he was eventually crowned. It was painful to go through that, that, but eventually God brought everything together. So I know probably it's been painful for you. It's been hard for you. We are just from an election period. But I want to challenge you to live beyond the pain. Begin to pray for the nation. Begin to speak well over yourself and your family. Begin to see things positively, no matter how bad it hurts. Refuse to remain in that mud, whatever pain it is. Yeah, maybe a divorce, maybe a broken relationship, a loss of a job, maybe you've lost uh, family members. Maybe you have a, you have had to bury someone during this season maybe you lost an election maybe you are expecting to win and you didn't win as a leader don't stay there live beyond that pain because the bible says that the lord has good plans for us plans to prosper us and not to harm us plans to give us hope and a future the bible says that the lord will quiet us with his love he will sing over us he is mighty to save so i want you to allow the lord to help you live beyond that pain so let's pray lord we are thankful for today that there is nothing that happens in our lives that is beyond you that you don't see even when we are in our mother's womb you had already numbers numbered our days and our times are in your hands so every single day is recorded in your book the days will hurt, the days will be happy, the days will be joyful. All these gods, you know, nothing, nothing takes you by surprise. And so today we pray that you may help us to live beyond pain by refusing to complain, by being obedient to do the right thing. Even when it's difficult, you give us that grace because your word says that you cause us to act and to will according to your good purpose. The Lord will remember the flesh. Profits us nothing, that it's your spirit that gives life. So help us to do what is right and to keep walking. Like Joseph, I pray this will be our testimony testimony, Lord, that God, because you are with us, whatever we do, it shall prosper because you're with us. The pain will prosper, the disappointment will prosper because you, God, our Father, you are with us. And all will work out for our good. So Lord, thank you for today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So thank you. Catch you up next time. Bye bye. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you're listening to me from. This is Aunt Joseph in my moment with God. And happy new year. We haven't had a time for podcasts uh, this year but now we have um, in february so welcome and i'm glad that you get to listen to me today so today we are going to be talking about our words do your words um, give life or your words destroy people's lives you know this week i've been meditating on as the week started i kept thinking about the words we write through the posts we post or through the messages we send people or through the way we speak. So it can be through writing or it can be you audibly speaking to people. How do people take your words? When you speak, do people experience life? Do people feel built up or people feel discouraged? And from last year, I have people that I follow on online uh, Facebook, Instagram, and there's some you read their posts, they really leave you uplifted and encouraged. But there are some that you read and even you look at the comments and then you see people are feeling agitated, discouraged, bitter, people are arguing. And then I realized actually words have so much power in people's lives. And that's why the Bible says that, Life and death are in the power of the tongue. We even find in Genesis how God brought everything into existence through speaking, through calling things forth. So that tells me that my words, your words have so much power and they can either build people or put down people. And so I am, we are going to be talking about that and processing that together proverbs 18 21 says those who love to talk will experience the consequences for the tongue can kill or nourish life so every word you speak the question should always be is it killing or nourishing a life jesus said in matthew 12 he was talking to the people he was ministering to from verse 34 you offspring of vipers, how can you speak good things when you are evil, wicked? For out of the fullness, the overflow, the superabundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Most of the time, you may post something, you may write something. But whatever you write, or you post, or you say, it's a reflection of what is in your heart. You may be saying something about um, love, or you may be talking about something about relationships, but the way you write it, the way you express it, it tells what is in your heart. I want to tell you the truth. Nobody speaks what is not in their hearts. Whatever a person writes, it's 100% what is in their heart. That's why Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. In verse 35 it says the good man from his inner good treasure flings forth good things. The evil man out of his inner evil storehouse flings forth evil things. So from your heart, from that good heart of yours, depending whether you have a good heart or a bad heart, it can come out for good things or it can come out evil. So it depends with the state of your heart when you're writing whatever you're writing or posting whatever you're speaking or speaking whatever you're speaking. So the state of your heart determines whether it's good is going to come out of it or evil is going to come out of it. Verse 36 says, But I tell you on the day of judgment, men will have to give account for every idol inoperative, None working what they speak do you know guys what keeps me accountable it's the word of god and what keeps me accountable is knowing that there are scriptures that address every single aspect of your life so whatever i write whatever i post that word i speak or that word i write i will give an account for it i will give an account for it That's what Jesus says in his words. Everything you write, it doesn't go unnoticed by God. Everything that you speak doesn't go unnoticed by God. He will give an account for it. I have been also thinking about since we we fast, the last time we had elections. And most of the time I can tell people haven't healed. And when you're following all the blog, blogging people that blog, And you can read, you can see the agitation, the bitterness, the anger. And this is what I always say. Before you post something, process it. Take time to sit through it and ask yourself, if I post this, will people feel agitated? Will people feel bitter? Will people feel angry? When I post this, what will I be stirring up in people's hearts? What is my motive? behind what I am posting whatever you write even if you're being paid or maybe you're advertising at the end of it all does it have dishonor? does it have disrespect? does it build people? or it destroys people you see whether you're speaking or writing words have the power to mentally change people's perspective they affect the way people think, they affect the way people respond, they affect the way people react so the question maybe should be if you are going to post whatever you want to post or speak whatever you want to speak how is it going to leave people's state of mind and people's state of heart because if it's going to Draw them to the negative side you are going to, to get the result of that if it's going to draw people to the positive side you're still going to get the result for that the thing about the principles of God that I love so much is that what you saw you rip back so if you saw dishonor in your words you get to rip back the dishonor if you saw bitterness you get to rip back the the bitterness you know there's no shortcut when it comes to the principles of God. So if you sow goodness, encouraging, building words, you get to reap the benefits of it. That's what the word of God says. The Bible says that no unwholesome talk should come out of your mouth except that which is beneficial for building others according to their needs what you say and what you post is it beneficial is it building others in proverbs 12 6 says the words of the wicked are like a murderous ambush but the words of the godly saves lives so whatever situation you are or whatever the situation the people you are reaching out to are are you saving or you are ambushing them or you're murdering what do your words do to people? Ecclesiastes twelve eleven 11 says, A wise teacher's words pass students to action and emphasize important truths. The collected sayings of the words are like guidance from a shepherd. Your words will either spur people into good action and deposit truth in them and guide them or they will cause them to lose the act of walking in the right path and go wayward. Everything you say, everything you post has the ability to either lead, guide or make people lose the good path. It can be a history post It can be uh, a government you are criticizing. It can be someone you are talking about. But do those words that you are posting lead people to good action and deposit truth in them? When you post something about someone, are you posting for people to experience truth, to know, to learn? Or you are misguiding people? In Psalms nineteen fourteen, David said, May the words of my mouth and the thoughts of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. David didn't want his words not to be pleasing to the Lord. And this brings me to a scripture I love so much, that whatever you do, whatever you say, do it as unto the Lord and not unto men. Why do you post what you post? Why do you speak? what you speak what is the motive behind it do you want to build or you want to destroy do you want to guide or you want people to lose the good path that they are walking in when you speak good words when you write good words in psalms 55 21 it says his words are as smooth as cream But in his heart is war. His words are as soothing as lotion, but underneath are daggers. Are your words smooth and they don't cause war? War. Are your words soothing? You know, this scripture reminds me how sometimes, even also, people may be posting things that are feeling like they're smooth, they feel like they're cream, but they are stirring war in people's hearts underneath their daggers they have ill motives on what they are posting it may look like a very innocent post a very innocent discussion but it's trying to deceive people so whatever you're writing whatever you're posting is it like hidden as something that will cause war underneath those words are there daggers What exactly do you want to achieve with what you write or what you say? I know that God can shoot down people's words and even make them irrelevant and not visible and make you give an account of what you've written. I know that sometimes when you keep destroying people with your words, with what you write, eventually you'll become irrelevant. Because people get to come to a space where they experience light, they see this is so destructive, people mature, people change, and then you don't become relevant anymore. But if you're that person that chooses to build people, this is what Proverbs 10.32 says of you, the godly speak words that are helpful, but the wicked speak only what is corrupt so if your words are helpful everything will sustain itself but if you're wicked and you only speak what is corrupt your time will run out some people make cutting remarks but the words of the wise bring healing you see at the end of it all i want you to remember you will give an account for what you write and what you say. The question will be Did your words and what you say, what you speak, build people or destroy people? What did your posts do? What have your words done to people's lives? In Proverbs 18 for it says, A person's word can be life giving water. Words of true wisdom are as refreshing as a bubbling brook I want you to remember the scripture I spoke at the beginning those who love to talk those who love to write will experience the consequences for the tongue can kill or nourish do you kill or nourish lives are your words life-giving what you write is it life-giving Is it full of wisdom? Is it refreshing as a bubbling brook? Do people love listening to you or love reading your posts? Because when they are done, they feel so refreshed. They feel so built up. They have learned something new. They've been inspired. They've been encouraged. You know, when they listen to your human experiences, the things you've written, the things you say, said, do they even encouraged? you know are they nourished you know do they experience life you know can you imagine when you're so thirsty in a desert in a dry land and then someone shows up someone shows up with the water it leaves you feeling so refreshed and that is what words do to people what you say and the words you speak Whatever channel you choose to use, whether it's me like a podcast or whether you use your Facebook to write, do your words nourish, are they life-giving or they kill? As we navigate throughout the next phase of this year, I want you to take a moment and ask yourself what's the motive behind everything you write and everything you say? Are you seeking to inspire, to build, or are you seeking to destroy? Like I said, words have power. Can you remember when you were young? Or maybe you never got to experience this, but I know there are people who when they were young, whatever words were spoken to them by their parents, by their relatives, they're really stuck. And some of them, it's taken a lot of therapy to get... All that out of the system and to help them change and become better. But there are those who have been stuck because of the words that were said and they haven't recovered from the whole situation because words have so much power that they can kill, they can destroy, or they can build and they can nourish. So I want you to process this, whether you are a writer, a blogger, I want you to process this and begin probably to evaluate what you write and what you post, whether it's transforming people or changing lives. Everyone is gifted. In our own different way, like for me, I know I'm a I'm a very good writer, so I'm very careful with what I write. There are times I've just, I've started writing something, but along the way, I just removed it because I was like, "Oh, this is not going to build people. This might put them down." So I want you to think about that and ask: Is this uh, building lives? Is it nourishing? Is it transforming lives? When people come to my page on Facebook or Instagram or any other space that I'm in, my website, my blog, do they live inspired and encouraged or they live broken? We all have stories to tell. But at the end of it all, I pray that the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart will be acceptable to God, that you will seek to please God in your writing, In your talking, you will seek to please God as you help and build His people. I pray that your words will not destabilize people, will not cause people to gossip, will not cause people to be bitter, agitated, and angry. I pray that your social media spaces will be spaces of influence, of encouragement, of uplifting, of building where lives can be transformed and changed. Remember the scripture that I've read that your words can nourish or your words can kill. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts will be acceptable to you, Lord, that whatever we post, whatever we speak, will build others will encourage others, will inspire others, Lord. That Lord, no unwholesome talk shall come out of our mouth except that which is beneficial for building others according to their needs. The Lord will remember that we are going to give an account for every idle word we speak. And we remember out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. So remember that to always make sure that our hearts are pure and that we are speaking from a place of purity and from a place of good hearts. The Lord, with our words, we will honor, we will respect and we will give you glory. Thank you, Lord, that you are taming our tongues. You are teaching us how to restrain ourselves to speak what is right and to write what is right. I thank you for your grace to be better in this area. The Lord, we will bring you glory and honor. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. We'll catch up with you again next time. Bye-bye. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you are listening to me from. This is Aunt Joseph in my moment with God and Happy New Year. We haven't had a time for podcasts uh, this year, but now we have um, in February. So welcome and I'm glad that you get to listen to me today. So today we are going to be talking about our words. Do your words um, give life or your words destroy people's lives? you know this week i've been meditating on as the week started i kept thinking about the words we write through the post we post or through the messages we send people or through the way we speak so it can be through writing or it can be you audibly speaking to people how do people take your words when you speak do people experience life do people feel built up or people feel discourage and from last year i have people that i follow on online uh, facebook instagram and there's some you read their posts they really leave you uplifted and encouraged but there are some that you read and even you look at the comments and then you see people are feeling agitated discouraged bitter people are arguing and then i realized Actually, words have so much power in people's lives. And that's why the Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. We even find in Genesis how God brought everything into existence through speaking, through calling things forth. So that tells me that my words, your words have so much power. And they can either build people or put down people. And so um, we are going to be talking about that and processing that together. Proverbs 18, 21 says, Those who love to talk will experience the consequences for the tongue can kill or nourish life. So every word you speak, the question should always be, is it killing or nourishing a life? Jesus said in Matthew 12, he was talking to the people he was ministering to, from verse 34. You also, offspring of vipers, how can you speak good things when you are evil, wicked? For out of the fullness, the overflow, the superabundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Most of the time, you may post something, you may write something, but whatever you write, or you post, or you say, it's a reflection of what is in your heart. You may be some, saying something about um, love or you may be talking about something about relationships. But the way you write it, the way you express it, it tells what is in your heart. I want to tell you the truth. Nobody speaks what is not in their hearts. Whatever a person writes, it's 100% what is in their heart. That's why Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. In verse 35, it says, the good man from his inner good treasure flings forth good things. The evil man out of his inner evil storehouse flings forth evil things. So from your heart, from that good heart of yours, depending whether you have a good heart or a bad heart, it can come out for good things or it can come out evil. So it depends with the state of your heart when you're writing whatever you're writing or posting whatever you're speaking or speaking whatever you're speaking. So the state of your heart determines whether it's good is going to come out of it or evil is going to come out of it. Verse 36 says, but I tell you on the day of judgment, men will have to give account for every idol inoperative non-working what they speak do you know guys what keeps me accountable it's the word of god and what keeps me accountable is knowing that there are scriptures that address every single aspect of your life so whatever i write whatever i post that word i speak or that word i write i will give an account for it i will give an account for it That's what Jesus says in his words. Everything you write, it doesn't go unnoticed by God. Everything that you speak doesn't go unnoticed by God. You will give an account for it. I have been also thinking about since we we fast, the last time we had elections. And most of the time I can tell people haven't healed. And when you're following all the blog, blogging people that blog, And you can read, you can see the agitation, the bitterness, the anger. And this is what I always say. Before you post something, process it. Take time to sit through it and ask yourself, if I post this, will people feel agitated? Will people feel bitter? Will people feel angry? When I post this, what will I be stirring up in people's hearts? What is my motive? behind what i am posting whatever you write even if you're being paid or maybe you're advertising at the end of it all does it have dishonor does it have disrespect does it build people or it destroys people you see whether you're speaking or writing words have the power To mentally change people's perspective. They affect the way people think. They affect the way people respond. They affect the way people react. So the question maybe should be. If you are going to post whatever you want to post. Or speak whatever you want to speak. How is it going to leave people's state of mind. And people's state of heart. Because if it's going to throw them to the negative side you are going to to get the result of that if it's going to draw people to the positive side you're still going to get the result for that the thing about the principles of god that i love so much is that what you saw you rip back so if you saw dishonor in your words you get to rip back the dishonor if you saw bitterness you get to rip back the the bitterness you know There's no shortcut when it comes to the principles of God. So if you sow goodness, encouraging, building words, you get to reap the benefits of it. That's what the word of God says. The Bible says that no unwholesome talk should come out of your mouth except that which is beneficial for building others according to their needs what you say and what you post is it beneficial is it building others in proverbs 12 6 says the words of the wicked are like a murderous ambush but the words of the godly saves lives so whatever situation you are or whatever the situation the people you are reaching out to are are you saving or you are ambushing them or you're murdering what do your words do to people? Ecclesiastes 12:11 11 says, A wise teacher's words pass students to action and emphasize important truths. The collected sayings of the words are like guidance from a shepherd. Your words will either spur people into good action and deposit truth in them and guide them or they will cause them to lose the act of walking in the right path and go wayward. Everything you say, everything you post has the ability to either lead, guide or make people lose the good path. It can be a history post It can be uh, a government you're criticizing. It can be someone you're talking about. But do those words that you're posting lead people to good action and deposit truth in them? When you post something about someone, are you posting for people to experience truth, to know, to learn? Or you're misguiding people? In Psalms 19.14, David said, May the words of my mouth and the thoughts of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. David didn't want his words not to be pleasing to the Lord. And this brings me to a scripture I love so much, that whatever you do, whatever you say, do it as unto the Lord and not unto men. Why do you post what you post? Why do you speak what you speak? What is the motive behind it? Do you want to build or you want to destroy? Do you want to guide? Or you want people to lose the good path that they are walking in? When you speak good words, when you write good words, in Psalms 55, 21, it says, His words are as smooth as cream. But in his heart is war. His words are as soothing as lotion, but underneath are daggers. Are your words smooth and they don't cause war? War. Are your words as soothing? You know, this scripture reminds me how sometimes, even also, people may be posting things that are feeling like they're smooth, they feel like they're cream, but they are stirring war in people's hearts underneath their daggers they have ill motives on what they are posting it may look like a very innocent post a very innocent discussion but it's trying to deceive people so whatever you're writing whatever you're posting is it like hidden as something that will cause war underneath those words are there daggers what exactly do you want to achieve with what you write or what you say? I know that God can shoot down people's words and even make them irrelevant and not visible and make you give an account of what you've written. I know that it's sometimes when you keep destroying people with your words, with what you write, eventually you'll become irrelevant. Because people get to come to a space where they experience light. They see this is so distracting. People mature. People change. And then you don't become relevant anymore. But if you're that person that chooses to build people, this is what Proverbs 10.32 says of you. The godly speak words that are helpful, but the wicked speak only what is corrupt. So if your words are helpful, everything will sustain itself. But if you're wicked and you only speak what is corrupt, your time will run out. Some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. You see, at the end of it all, I want you to remember you will give an account for what you write... And what you say. The question will be Did your words and what you say, what you speak, build people or destroy people? What did your posts do? What have your words done to people's lives? In Proverbs 18 4, it says, A person's word can be life giving water. Words of true wisdom are as refreshing as a bubbling brook I want you to remember the scripture I spoke at the beginning those who love to talk those who love to write will experience the consequences for the tongue can kill or nourish do you kill or nourish lives are your words life-giving what you write is it life-giving is it full of wisdom is it refreshing as a bubbling brook? do people love listening to you or love reading your posts because when they are done they feel so refreshed they feel so built up they have learned something new they've been inspired they've been encouraged you know when they listen to your human experiences the things you've written the things you say do they live encouraged you know are they nourished you know do they experience life you know can you imagine when you're so thirsty in a desert in a dry land and then someone shows up someone shows up with the water it leaves you feeling so refreshed and that is what words do to people what you say and the words you speak Whatever channel you choose to use, whether it's me like a podcast or whether you use your Facebook to write, do your words nourish, are they life-giving or they kill? As we navigate throughout the next phase of this year, I want you to take a moment and ask yourself what's the motive behind everything you write and everything you say? Are you seeking to inspire, to build, or are you seeking to destroy? Like I said, words have power. Can you remember when you were young? Or maybe you never got to experience this, but I know there are people who when they were young, whatever words were spoken to them by their parents, by their relatives, they really stuck. And some of them, it's taken a lot of therapy to get all that out of the system and to help them change and become better. But there are those who have been stuck because of the words that were said and they haven't recovered from the whole situation because words have so much power that they can kill, they can destroy, or they can build and they can nourish. So I want you to process this, whether you are a writer, a blogger, I want you to process this and begin probably to evaluate what you write and what you post, whether it's transforming people or changing lives. Everyone is gifted. In our own different way. Like for me, I know I'm a I'm a very good writer. So I'm very careful with what I write. There are times I've just, I've started writing something, but along the way I just removed it because I was like, oh, this is not going to build people, this might put them down. So I want you to think about that and ask, is this uh building lives? Is it nourishing? Is it transforming lives? When people come to my page on Facebook or Instagram or any other space that I'm in, my website, my blog, do they live inspired and encouraged or they live broken? We all have stories to tell. But at the end of it all, I pray that the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart will be acceptable to God, that you will seek to please God in your writing In your talking, you will seek to please God as you help and build His people. I pray that your words will not destabilize people, will not cause people to gossip, will not cause people to be bitter, agitated and angry. I pray that your social media spaces will be spaces of influence, of encouragement, of uplifting, of building where lives can be transformed and changed. Remember the scripture that I've read, that your words can nourish or your words can kill. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts will be acceptable to you, Lord, that whatever we post, whatever we speak, will build others will encourage others, will inspire others, Lord. That, Lord, no unwholesome talk shall come out of our mouth, except that which is beneficial for building others according to their needs. The Lord will remember that we are going to give an account for every idle word we speak, and we remember out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. So remember that to always make sure that our hearts are pure and that we are speaking from a place of purity and from a place of good hearts. The Lord, with our words, we will honour, we will respect and we will give you glory. Thank you, Lord, that you're taming our tongues. You're teaching us how to restrain ourselves to speak what is right and to write what is right. I thank you for your grace to be better in this area. The Lord, we will bring you glory and honor. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. We'll catch up with you again next time. Bye-bye.